0: we can all listen to the sunny side of sports great show bro this is sunny side of sports right here on the voice of america voice of america sporty greetings to all our voice of america listeners this is voa's sunny young in washington welcome to the march 29th edition of the sunny side of sports Five African football teams will book their tickets to the 2022 World Cup in Qatar at the completion of Tuesday's matches. Let's take a quick look at the African World Cup qualifying fixtures. Senegal will host Egypt. The Egyptians hold a 1-0 lead from the first leg. Nigeria will host Ghana in Abuja. The teams played to a scoreless draw in the first leg. Morocco is at home against the Democratic Republic of Congo. The teams played to a one-all draw in the first leg. Tunisia will host Mali. The Tunisians hold a 1-0 advantage from the first leg. And Algeria is at home against Cameroon. The Algerians hold a 1-0 lead from the first leg. For some insights into the World Cup qualifiers, Iron Mike Mbonier contacted African football analyst Emmanuel Okara.
1: Even though the desert foxes of Algeria seem to have one foot in Qatar ahead of the 2022 FIFA World Cup, the tie is far from over because the indomitable Lions of Cameroon will surely fight tooth and nail to see if they can obtain the first leg uh, disadvantage and win convincingly in the return match in Algeria. Incidentally, the Algerians are taking the match to a stadium called the Stade Mustafa Chaka in Blida, where they have not lost any match since 2004 and they believe that uh, taking the match there will do the trick for them. As for Coach Jamel Belmadi, the 1-0 victory was a welcome relief for him following their dismal performance at the recently concluded AFCON in Cameroon. For the Cameroonians, the dismissal of Coach Antonio Concesaro shortly after the AFCON did not help matters because the person with whom they replaced him with even though a former player and a coach is still a greenhorn in the business. And uh, his job will surely be on the line if the Cameroonians fail to get the ticket. If you ask me what's the eventual result to be, on paper, the Algerians seem to have the upper hand but in football, you never can tell.
2: It appears African champions, the Teranga Lions of Senegal, have an uphill task as they host the Pharaohs of Egypt who beat them 1-0 on
1: March 25th. What's also your take on the game? The return leg of the Qatar 2022 World Cup between the Teranga Lions of Senegal and the Pharaohs of Egypt will be a bloody encounter, literally speaking, because the Senegalese will do everything within their means to avenge the 1-0 loss they suffered at Cairo, which came uh, through an own goal. As for the Egyptians, they would also do everything within their means to affirm their revenge, so to speak, after losing out to the Senegalese at the last AFCON in Cameroon. It will be an interesting encounter because the Egyptians, knowing them for their style of play, Carlos Cuero would surely program his team to play on the counter. Because the Senegalese will come at them with everything, including the kitchen sink. But the way they go about defending and taking advantage of the opportunities that comes their way will decide whether they will gain the ticket at the expense of the Senegalese, the defending Afghan champions. Or if the Senegalese also take advantage of the opportunities that come their way, Sadio Mane and his colleagues would do everything possible to prove to the world that their African victory against the Egyptians was no fluke. Everything will be decided on Tuesday and the two teams have everything to play for.
2: Morocco will host DR Congo after they played 1-1 draw in the first leg. What are your expectations in the second game after the
1: amazing one all draw they played with the Simbas of D. Aru Congo on March 25, the Atlas Lions of Morocco will surely want to get the job completed in the return fixture. But in a match of such scoreline from the first leg, it is not yet a fit accompli for the North Africans because D. Aru Congo will surely do everything within their means to see that they qualify for the World Cup. second time. The last time they qualified for the World Cup was in 1974 when they were known as uh, Leopards of Zaire. That was the name of the country. And uh, it was one tournament that uh, they will not want to remember because they lost 9-0 against the then Yugoslavia, lost 2-0 against Brazil, 3-0 against Scotland. That was in 1974. They were in the same group so they want to see that they use this uh, qualification as if they get the ticket to wipe away memories of their horrible performance in the first World Cup out in the Ard in 1974. The way it is, this tie is not yet over. A 1-1 scoreline is not yet uh, an assurance for the Moroccans. So we we'll leave everything on the match day to decide. The Cartage Eagles of Tunisia also have a one goal advantage over the Eagles of Mali. What's your take on the game? The Eagles of Mali seem to have an uphill task on their hands as they take on the Cartage Eagles of Tunisia later this evening. The Malians had lost the first leg 0 1 in Bamako through an own goal by Musa Sissoko, who caught their goalkeeper Ibrahim Moncaro with a misplaced back pass. Now that they have the advantage of qualifying for the Qatar 2022 World Cup coming out later in the year, Coach Jalel Kaldri will do everything possible to see that Tunisia affirmed their supremacy over their West African rivals. As for the Malians, I don't think the battle is over. They definitely will want to prove a point by maybe defeating the Tunisians, but like I say... You never can rule out anything in football.
0: That's African football analyst Emmanuel Okara. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. Sporty
2: Grayson, this is Victor Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thought on the voice of America.
3: Join me, Heidi Adams, on the next Straight Talk Africa as we explore Russia's rising influence in the Sahel region. We'll talk to the Prime Minister of Cote d'Ivoire and introduce you to the new President and CEO of the US African Development Foundation. All this and more on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC.
4: Hello, listeners. My name is Sheila Buyungo uh, KCCA Volleyball Club head coach and national team uh, head coach for the Uganda Volleyball Cranes men listen to Sunny Side of Sports on Voice of America.
0: Sheila Amurawe Bayungo is breaking barriers in African men's volleyball. Sheila is the first woman to coach a national men's volleyball team in Africa. In this encore Sunny Side of Sports feature presentation, Magume davis Rakawinge tells us more from Kampala, Uganda. Okay, I want point three, three,
4: three, three. Good, uh, come on back uh, why don't you go, go? Uh, go.
2: Uh, Uganda National Volleyball Team the Krens coach Shira Omoriwe Buyungo stands at the center of both Kampala City Council Authority Volleyball Training Ground for both males and female teams she may have a soft mother voice but instructions sink so deep in the minds of players males and females
4: No way.
2: Up, 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 up. One of the players here is very Anu a receiver attacker. Varin says she has developed so much since she started training under Kotchilla Buyungo.
4: You have to learn very many positions. You don't have to be speci- specific in one position. So I've learned to receive, to attack, to move. Very many things I've learned from her. She's more than a coach. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a friend. She's a person you can lean on in time of need. Even in times of problems, she's a person you can run to and she'll be there for you. For her, every game you play, you have to analyze how has the other team beaten you. How have you beaten? What are the things that have made you beat the other team? You have to come back and analyze all those things that you prepare for the next game and every training session. You have to prepare better for the next opening. You go hard for the next
2: game. Sheila Buyungo made history in Ugandan sports last year after she was appointed the first female to manage the Uganda national volleyball men team, the Cranes. And her first task was to guide the volleyball Cranes at Africa Volleyball Championships in Kigali, Rwanda, where Uganda was to play Africa volleyball greats like Tunisia, Egypt, and Cameroon. National team call was, 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 was
4: during COVID. So imagine volleyball is out for two years, and then the Federation says, uh, ah, they've opened up, we're going to play. Now you're, 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 you're planning to play a qualifier of people who have been tra- against people who have been training, people who have actually played in, uh, in the Olympics. So for them, they've been in season. So that's what came to my mind when the technical director, Tony Lacogne, called me and told me, um, decided to, you're going to
2: coach the men's team. I was being informed. The way he asked me, I was being informed. I was not being asked. She did not disappoint as she helped Uganda clinch the fifth position after beating Host Rwanda in a highly contested match. But how did it start? Sheila used to volunteer to coach females playing amateur volleyball upon her return from the U.S., where she had also engaged in volleyball activities as a player and as a coach. It is then that males at local club, Kampara Amateur Volleyball Club, KVC, invited her to help them hone their skills.
4: I thought it was one of those things, again, where it's our
2: joke. Um, so they told me, but
4: we're serious, you come and coach us. So I told them, OK, I can do that only if you follow my rules. They're like, rules? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at that point when I said it, I guess or was something I didn't really think, you know, it was going to be like, hey, come and coach us, like seriously. So I accepted. And the first thing I did, of course, was share my rules. I actually went back home and sat down and drew up the rules. <laughs> I have, I have I saw that folder recently in my drive and I laughed. Wow. So I drew up what I call the Sheila
2: rules. <laughs> wow. Basic things. These include time management, respect, and commitment. Wait, wait, wait. One of the male players here, Onisima Simuhumuza, says he's enjoying playing under Shila Buyungo's instructions. We face our challenges as players, but mothers, you say mothers, they are the soft creatures, I would say, on this planet. Many coaches, they are somehow tough, you know. But she's like, No, calm down. eh? I'm not that tough. I'm not the tough coach you would see. I've enjoyed being around her as a mom. You know, even if you go in homes, dads are the most feared people. So if I would say to men who are coaches, you would consider and see that. KCCA, volleyball assistant coach, Alex Mugoda says he, too, is learning from Sheila's time at the club. There are some things I like from her and the, the principles. She's this woman who is principled. If she says something, it means that. If she says, I want this, that's what she wants. And the other thing I want with her is time management. Myself, I've been a coach for some good time. I've trained teams. I've coached teams. But time management somewhere, somewhere defeats me. But for the time I'm working with her, again, I'm learning more to be a time manager than her. Because of that thing that she puts in me, she says it's not an easy task coaching males as a woman. But she says she sets guiding principles for herself and the players. <laughs>
4: no, it's okay.
2: For the sunny side of sports, I am Mubune. Davis <laughs> Rukarangi Kampala, <laughs> Uganda.
4: The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL.
0: 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FM's and to your radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game. Daily highlights delivered by our
4: finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022
0: on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 resumes April 9th. When 2021 champion Zamalek of Egypt will host Cobra Sport of South Sudan in the opening Nile Conference game. Each team in the league is allowed four foreign players. Two can come from outside Africa, and two can come from inside Africa. Zamalek, for example, has eight Egyptian players, as well as this former Nigerian national team captain on its roster. Sporty greetings. This is Ike Diagu. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Another international player on Zamalek is American guard Daryl Strawberry Jr. He is the son of former Major League Baseball star Daryl Strawberry, The younger Strawberry played college basketball here in the Washington area for the University of Maryland. He's been well-traveled in his professional basketball career. Daryl Strawberry Jr. has played for teams in Italy, Lithuania, Israel, Croatia, France, Turkey, Greece, and Spain, as well as here in the United States. Daryl Strawberry Jr. will be playing for the Egyptian club Zamalek in the Basketball Africa League, which resumes play on April 9th in Cairo. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of
4: Africa Foundation.
0: You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Masai Ujiri's Toronto Raptors... Beat the visiting Boston Celtics Monday night, 115 to 112 in overtime. Cameroonian forward Pascal Siakam had a season high 40 points and 13 rebounds for the Raptors before fouling out. The Celtics played without four players including star forwards Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And before the game, the Celtics announced that center Robert Williams will need knee surgery, probably keeping him out for the rest of the regular season and well into the upcoming NBA playoffs. The Celtics are currently in a tight race for first place in the Eastern Conference. They are one game behind the Miami Heat. The team that finishes first gets the top seed in the playoffs. The Raptors, meanwhile, are currently in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, four and a half games behind Miami. Miami beat the visiting Sacramento Kings Monday night, 123-100. to Jimmy Butler scored a game-high 27 points for the Heat. In the southern U.S. city of Memphis, Tennessee, the Memphis Grizzlies routed the Golden State Warriors by 28 points. The AP's Gethin Koolbaugh reports. Desmond Bain helped the Grizzlies solidify their hold on second place in the Western Conference with a 123-95 win over the third-place Warriors. Bain was one of three Memphis scorers to reach 20 points, finishing with a team-high 22.
1: Everybody eats, you know, I mean, we... We got a bunch of dudes playing well right now, and um, you know I think it's because the ball's moving, um, and everybody's everybody's making a making they they plays.
0: Dylan Brooks and De'Anthony Melton added 21 points apiece for the Grizzlies. Jordan Poole scored a game-high 25 for the Warriors, who played without stars Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Memphis star John Morant sat out a fifth straight game with a knee injury. I'm Geffen Coolbaugh. Thanks, Gethin. Let's give a sunny side of sports salute to the big Serbian Nikola Jokic, the NBA's most valuable player in 2021. Jokic recorded his 19th triple double of the season Monday night 26 points, 19 rebounds, and 11 assists to lead the Denver Nuggets to a 113-109 victory over the host, Charlotte Hornets. The Nuggets have been a very good team on the road this season. They've won a club record 23 road games. And yes, we will see the Nuggets in the upcoming NBA playoffs. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of BOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello,
3: Larry. How are
0: you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at fifteen hundred UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOASunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash v o a sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. In African Athletics, Rogers Quamoy and Helen O'Beary waved the Kenyan flag high in Turkey on Sunday when they won the men's and women's titles at the Istanbul Half Marathon. The twenty-four-year-old Quamoy set a new course record in the men's race clocking 59 minutes and 15 seconds. And O'Beary, the reigning world champion in the women's 5,000 meters, had a winning time of 64 minutes and 48 seconds. Speaking after the race, Helen O'Beary said, and I quote, it was so windy during the second half of the race, I would have been able to run quite a bit faster without the wind, but it was nonetheless a good race. Helen Obiri adds that she's planning to defend her World 5,000 Meters title in July at the World Athletics Championships, which will be held in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. The 32-year-old Obiri says she'll more than likely run her first marathon in 2023.
2: Hi, guys. I'm Fernando mañala the fastest man in Africa, African 100 meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America.
0: Go beyond the daily headlines with VOA's Flashpoint Ukraine. Each weekday at 1935 UTC, join me, Steve Miller, as I put the latest developments into a global context with interviews and analysis. Listen online at voanews.com slash Flashpoint or in your favorite podcast player.
4: You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The
0: 2022 World Athletics Championships will be held at the newly renovated Hayward Field at the University of Oregon in the Northwest United States. As part of the renovation, a new stadium was built around the track with a capacity that can expand to nearly 30,000 for major events like the World Championships. Moreover, the renovation saw Hayward Field equipped with underground training facilities which allow University of Oregon track and field athletes to continue their training in bad weather. Hayward Field has a training room, two locker rooms for male and female athletes, a team room, a meeting room, an indoor pole vault pit, an indoor sand pit, a nutrition shop, a barber shop, and last but certainly not least, an indoor weight room. The main donor for the multi-million dollar renovation project was Phil Knight, an alumnus of the University of Oregon and the co-founder of the sports apparel giant, Nike. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat
2: showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music, from bobo music to hip live, bonga flavor to succoose, afrobeat to Dumbolo and makosa to Queto. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 0905 and 2005 UTC, right after the international
0: news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat Music Show. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Kenya held its first ever all-female auto rally competition on Sunday. Organizers say they hope the event will attract more women to motorsports. Joining us now with more details is VOA's Gwen Uten. Sporty greetings
3: Gwen. Sporty greetings Sunny. Dubbed the Lioness Rally, Sunday's female only motorsport championship was the first of its kind in a sport that is mostly dominated by men. The inaugural event, comprised of eight teams with all female drivers, took place in the Kenyan capital Nairobi. A large number of spectators gathered to witness history take place on the circuit, including rally fan Sonoli Wanjiru, who felt empowered by the women behind the wheel.
4: I think an event like this is so important because I'm sure there are some women who are shy in joining and they're not sure whether they will be able to find a car or be able to just, you know, be part of it and seeing that there's their first time as here for the and they were able to join and they did their best. I think it just inspires women to come out of their shell.
3: Sunday's rally also attracted a lineup of both first-time and veteran female drivers. But Kenyan Maxine Wahome and partner Safina Khan led the pack and finished the seven-mile race with an impressive 13-second lead. Wahome made her competitive debut at the Safari Rally in 2021 and competed in the Kenya National Rally Championship and the Rwanda ARC Championship that same year. The 27 seven-year-old headlined Sunday's Lioness Rally and said she believes the event has drummed up interest in seeing more women compete in motorsports.
4: If we have more rugs like this, we can get to having a WRC of only women, but it takes it takes a while. So hopefully we can have a big Kenyan one. Let's see where we can go from there. But it's, it's, at least now you can see people are more interested. There's a lot of spectators, more than we've had even in the Kenya National so with the ladies in the sport, I guess people are interested in ladies so they want to
3: see the action. The inaugural Lioness Rally was staged during Women's History Month, a time when countries throughout the world recognize and celebrate the achievements of women. Event founder Lisa Christofferson had much to celebrate on Sunday and said she hopes the outcome of the first all-female crew rally will continue to empower women to make their mark on the sport. Course clerk and rally driver Joan Nesbitt agrees and adds competing In motorsports is actually much easier than it seems
4: and i'd like to see more women coming and joining as they've seen now it's not that hard everybody thought it was a big deal but it's actually not that hard
3: With the success of the Linus Rally, organizers hope the inaugural race will entice more women to compete in motorsports. Sunday's event kicks off several auto events for the second half of the 2022 calendar year, including the Africa Rally Championship in April and the World Rally Championship in June. And that is all from me, Sunny. Back over to you.
0: Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Ooten. Finally, let's give a sunny side of sports birthday salute to Hall of Fame basketball player Walt Clyde Frazier who is celebrating his 77th birthday on this Tuesday. Frazier won two NBA championships with the New York Knicks in 1970 and 1973. He's currently a broadcaster for the Knicks. Walt Frazier was also one of 75 players named to the NBA's 75th anniversary team. Happy 77th birthday, Walt Frazier. That wraps up the March 29th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.